You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Special guest here visiting us tonight, Adam McClintock, this college football professor. He's with us to talk some college football, some numbers, and Matrix Analytical. Uh, welcome, Adam. Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, man. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. I know. I know. It's uh, we're, we're, we're bearing down on the spring game. I can't believe it's it's only a month away. That's, that's insane. It's, it's going to be early this year, which I yeah. kind of like. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pretty busy right now with uh, Matrix Analytical and your own college football preview magazine, which is uh, should be uh, sent out soon. What, yeah. what, what's up with that? Um, well, Matrix Analytical, what we do, um, we we aid uh, athletic directors, uh, coaches, um, and and helping them staff their 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 their, their coaching staffs fill fill their eleven spots. Right. Um, we do that with a, a database we've built of over I think well over ten thousand coaching resumes on there. Um, every position coach since two thousand ten is in there, um, and, and we're able to filter through it quickly. Um, yeah, we're, Help, help, helping coaches and athletic directors organize their their organize their lists of, of, of candidates that, that they have for us, and also we are able to make recommendations to them for their staffing needs. So that's been busy this year because the carousel's been nuts this year. I mean, you guys, you guys saw all the open jobs that that were happening, and they're still it's still turning. I mean, there's still offensive line coaches leaving for jobs, and you know, right before spring ball. So it's it's been a busy year for for Matrix Analytical for sure, but but it's been successful. And then um, the preview, because of all that, <laughs> all that coaching carousel stuff, the preview will be out by by the end of, of March. Is 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 my is my goal, um, and uh, I, we'll, we'll we'll see what that looks like this year. It's, it'll, it'll be a little bit different, a few different features, but uh, oh, everybody will enjoy it. Okay, we can't wait for that. Uh, we'll talk about matrix analytical. I got a, follow, a couple questions here. So how long has uh, how long have you guys been in, or has it been in operation here? We have been doing um, major standard analytical has been around since about 2015. Um, so what was that seven years now? Okay. Um, it took us about five years to build the database up to where it is now. Um, having because I mean you you go through and and you trace the the careers of every single position coach that's coached a position and all 130 teams over. 12 years. I mean, you, you can imagine that the size of that database and how how much effort it takes to to to, to gather all that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to you have to you have to put metrics to it and rank it. Oh, you you froze up on us for a second. Oh, did I? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, matrix analytical. I don't know where I left off, but uh, we uh, like I said, it took us about five years to get that database all put together, um, and then get it into reports that were digestible for 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 people to understand and use um that was another big hurdle of ours so this has been uh, we really started hot and heavy into the coaching searches in about 2018 so this is really the fourth year of us being uh pretty involved in some major coaching searches so when you say we you're talking about you and dave bar too right Absolutely, yeah. Me, okay. Dave, it's Dave Bartu and I, and and it's just us two, and we're, that's kind of how we're able to keep it 
everything confidential is it's you know if there's a leak then i yell at dave because it wasn't me so (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go so the you said uh, all like one thirty schools. So is it just the uh, the FBS schools that you do the service for, or do you do FCS schools as well? Right now, our database is just limited to FBS. Although we do have um, uh, data for offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and head coaches that stretch into the FCS as well. So for for, for the major positions, you know, both coordinators, offense, defense, and then the head coach. We also have FCS numbers that go back to 2010 that, that we also feed into the model. So, um, but we don't have the position coaches in, in, in the FCS. That was, that's, that was a little bit too hard to track for us. So, but, that's in, yeah, uh, that's enough data there to keep you busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's a monster. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a, a, a really wild ride this year for sure. What goes into it when you evaluate these coaches to give them your grades and what that, I mean, can you talk a little bit about the little process for various uh, positions? Well, um, oh, I can't really get into the, the, the nitty gritty ingredients of, of, of the, the rating itself, but, but um, so let, 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 let's talk about defensive back coach for, for, for a second, okay? We look at every single pass that's, that's, that's thrown in the air against a, a, a defensive back coach's secondary, okay? What happens most likely when that ball's in the air? Is it completed? Is it completed and then uh, a lot, there's a long gain? What kind of gain is after happens after that, that ball is completed? Are, are they tackled immediately or is there lots of yards after catch? Is it intercepted? How many times is it intercepted per, per attempt? Is the pass broken up? Um, how many times is it broken up per attempt? Um, so it's it's just little things like that um, um, for every position group. Um, so for a linebacker coach, it'd be what happens every time the ball is handed off. Okay, um, is that is it a tackle for loss? Is it a ta- is it a gain of two, three, four, five? What is the average? What typically happens when that when that uh, when that uh, specific unit is engaged? Wow, that is uh, some. That's a hell of a level of detail there. Yeah, I thought maybe you were just like taking end of year numbers and just <laughs> dividing up by carries. Or wow, that's that's a that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's everything's per play and per attempt. So it's it's a lot of data, a lot of data. Well, better you than me. I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to tackle that at all. <laughs> uh, Tyler. Well, so obviously uh, Nebraska was very busy in the coaching carousel and uh, we, we were a lot of new hires, a lot of new people coming to Lincoln. And uh, since this is the first time we got a chance to talk to you since all the hires, um, would love to get some input, just what you generally think of some of these coaches hires. Um, and, and I, and again, I, I know that you probably can't get into all the weeds of all these coaches, but I guess I wanted to start with the new offensive coordinator, Mark, Wick, Mark Whipple, uh, Give us a little general thoughts on him. He's a veteran coach. He he knows his stuff. He's been around. He's been from everywhere from from you know Miami to to UMass as a head coach, and then and then to Pittsburgh. And you saw what he did at Pittsburgh, and then back to to you know to to a bigger program like Nebraska. So he's not going to be intimidated by the bubble. You know he he was he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a little while. You know uh, he's not going to be intimidated by the fishbowl here. And I think you you've kind of been able to see that in some of his interviews how laid back he is and how um, undeterred by 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 the press corps he is. 
Um, I think he's going to bring a real veteran presence to the cl- to, to to the staff that that, that that's been needed. Uh, he's a solid uh, uh, three and a half four star offensive coordinator that that I think will 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 get the job done uh, uh, to a to a to a good level at, at in, in Lincoln. So, so you mentioned stars and just I, again um, to tell tell our audience a little bit about the stars. Like, is it a ten star rating or is it a four star? Like, how does the stars go for you? Yeah, we we kind of try to base it off of uh, recruiting rankings. Uh, you know how you know zero to zero to five stars. So, three star being completely average, you know, um, and that's usually around fifty percent. Uh, uh, clear up to five star, which is you know in uh, the ninetieth percentile there. So he he is just he he's above average to just below good, three and a half to four star range is is, is where he's at. He's he's he's. Better than 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 most at most in and in college football right now. Um, and then just a last question on him: Did he bump up a lot this year? Obviously, Pittsburgh just had a really great season. Uh, did he stay consistent? Like, if you were to looked at him a couple years ago, was he this, or did, has he been on the incline over the last couple years based off what he's been doing at Pittsburgh? He's been pretty steady. If you look at his numbers, he had some some really good years. And you, you have to you have to to remember we. Um, we, we, we do all of our, our all of our grading uh, relative to talent level okay so we look at the results based on the amount of talent that he's had to work with and also in relation to the talent that he's had to play with that talent so um, when he was in Miami he had some good years in Miami um, uh, at UMass he had some good years at UMass you saw what happened to UMass after he left that offense just absolutely tanked um, Pittsburgh, when he got there, his first year implementing his offense was rough. But every single year that, that he was at Pittsburgh, they improved leaps and bounds um, every year. I would kind of compare it to the way we've seen Eric Chenander uh, uh, take over the Nebraska defense, and, you know, and, and improve it every single year that he's been there. Very similar to the way that uh, Mark Whipple was able to, to take the Pittsburgh offense and improve it every single year there that, that he was there. Um, I think we Nebraska's got a, a a very capable offensive coordinator that now and somebody who is who is going to be a, a huge commodity to that to that to the offensive staff. Nice. Um, I was going to ask about Mickey Joseph. I'm actually going to bond to that because I think most of our audience knows about Mickey Joseph. I'll probably wrap with that. Maybe a coach that a lot of fans don't know a lot about is Applewhite. Um, he obviously came from TCU most recently, but give us a little bit of background on him and what you guys saw maybe in him. Um, Applewhite is, is, is a guy that, um, he's going to come to the room. He's, he's, he's going to develop guys. I mean, he, he's had to develop guys where he's been, he, he, you know, Colorado state, um, Louisiana Monroe, uh, he, these, these, these are places where you're not going to get the, 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 you know, the five-star stud to come to those places. He had to, he had to take, you know, what, what he was able to get there and develop them either that, or he was able, he, he was, he was, he was, had, he had to go find, uh, the diamond in the rough to, to get them to come to, you know, ULM or, 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 or to Fort Collins or, or to places like that. Um, we really liked his ability, ability to, to, to develop running backs and also to find running backs in places that other, others weren't looking. Um, we have him rated the number four or, or number five running back coach in the big 10, which is a big deal because there's a lot of good coaches in the big 10 at, at the running back position. So that kind of gives you a, an idea of how good we, we think he is. 
That's awesome. Uh, that's a huge upgrade over Ryan held all due respect to him. Um, so um, the, Justin's favorite hire of this cycle, uh, Donovan Rayola. Um, he's been singing. Why do you praises. call me out like that? I, I mean, anyone who listens uh, knows your feelings on him. Uh, wh- what do you guys have to say on him? Not, not much of a resume. Well, we, we don't have any numbers on him because he's never coached the FBS level. But um, and and with guys like that, what we do is we look at their at their pedigree, where they've been, who have they coached under, what has been their influences, and we really like when we, when we looked at Dom, Don, Donovan Rayola, we really liked his his pedigree, you know, from being the a uh, uh, center on the offensive line at Wisconsin and, and that and that you know uh, offensive line, you know, coaching pedigree that everybody here knows about. Um, to, to being a GA at Notre Dame under Harry Heiston, who is uh, a legend in, in South Bend, who actually is, has been rehired there on, on with the new staff. He was the architect of all those good offensive lines at Notre Dame from 2012 to 2017. Um, he thought so much of Donovan Rayola, in fact, that when he was hired at Ch- in Chicago, uh, Donovan Rayola was one of the first guys he pulled with him to be his off- assistant offensive line coach. So if that tells you anything about Donovan Raiola, I think that tells us some good things about his coaching acumen. Um, we don't have any numbers to back that up. It's it's uh, we, we we grade him as a straight 50 because that's right in the middle of our of of our grading uh, grading system. Um, but we we expect uh, good things out of Donovan Raiola. Cool. And then I, I'll bump these two guys well, together because I know. Ty, hold on. Ty. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I, just out of curiosity, you kind of spoke about like defensive backs and how you grade them and a running backs coach. What goes into an offensive lines grade? I mean, is it There's, yards per run or is it, I mean, there's gotta be, gotta be some pass protection in there too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um trying to get around this without getting into too much detail here, but okay. Um, basically what, for example, pass protection, which, which, which you talked about, though, I can't really get into exactly specifically what we exact metrics we use for that, because that's some of our more proprietary stuff. That's harder. To, that's a harder stuff to harder stuff to grade. But look at it this way. What happens along that offensive line every single time that quarterback drops back to pass? OK, um, is he being hurried? Um, is is how many hurries are, are allowed per offensive attempt or per offensive pass attempt? How many times is he sacked? Um, you know, uh, think in terms of that way and that, 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 that'll kind of get you close to what our metrics are, are showing. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to put you on a spot. I was just curious. All right. After, right. after you explained some of the other ones, I was like, well, how's that work with offensive line? So I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah. My, my last thing was I was going to lump these two guys together. Cause I know most of our listeners are pretty familiar with Bill Bush and Mickey Joseph. So I guess obviously we, we kind of know their resumes. Um, but I guess generally speaking, do we get good hires there? Like how, how are they? Yeah. Absolutely. How do they rank? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Bill Bush is, is, is um, he's a, he's, he's a four-star special teams coach. He, you don't get much better than that. in in in, in college football, I mean, for you, the, the, the scale only goes to five stars. Right? So that kind of tells you what, what, what he has done. He, he did some really good things. If you go and you look at his time at Wisconsin uh, as their special teams coordinator there, they blocked a lot of kicks. <laughs> He's, he he will weaponize that 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 portion of the game for for Nebraska in a way that they haven't seen in quite a while since probably Bill Bush was there. Um, they uh, uh, and then Mickey Joseph, I think his his resume precedes himself. I mean, it's he's one of the top five wide receiver coaches in the entire country. So that 
that guy is an absolute massive asset to have on the staff. And I think he's already kind of shown that <laughs> in his short time in Lincoln already. Oh, you know, Adam, I love having you on because every time you come on, I, I get a little bit more excited. And I even see Justin. <laughs> Justin actually looks like he likes Husker football again. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> he must have poured some Kool-Aid on top of his head. Hey, finally yeah. something to get excited about. It's been a little, it's been too long, guys. <laughs> All right, Derek, you're up. All right. All right. So uh, Matrix Analytics uh, put out a tweet talking about there was a 5.3% increase uh, improvement with the co- with the coaching hires. Uh, nationally, who, who, I'm trying to figure out where 5.3% ranks, but who are some of the top college, uh, colleges with new hires that, that improved the most? Well, um, Nebraska, if you put that 5.3% in perspective, that total staff grade that we have for you know the entire staff – it is a, a, a basically a, a weighted average for all 11 headsets. The head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator are weighted a little bit higher than the rest of the position, position coaches, obviously, because their their role is a little more um, overarching there. But um, the uh, so getting a five percent bump just from a posi- just from position coach changes, that's a massive bump to a staff. Um, that 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 would jump them from let's say that that bumped them up three places in the big 10 pecking order. I, I can't really go into exactly what order there, what, what, what ranking they are there, but it jumped, it bumped them up three spots in the big 10 pecking order that 5% did. So that, that gives you some perspective of how big of a deal that 5% is. All right. So, so can you name a few of the co- other colleges out there that have made a lot of hires or that have had higher percentages? Yeah, I mean, the as far as new coaching staff hires, I, I didn't track every single staff that made a change because that would have been uh, that would have been pretty extensive. But but I did track the complete new staff, so one of the ones that came in and cleaned house and and the staffs that that, com- that started completely over. The best new staff that was hired was Florida. Um, they they hired a terrific staff there. Right behind him, right on their heels, was Miami. Those two staffs were were, were, were were pretty dang good. I mean, you, you don't get much better than those two staffs from from you know from starting from ground up. They did both did a phenomenal jo- phenomenal jobs of, of of making new hires there, and I fully expect Florida and Miami to 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 come out swinging you know in the next two or three years. The especially Miami, I, I think I think they have a chance to really um, come back to the to, to the forefront in college football, and you know. It's it's a big deal when a Nebraska fan says I'm here for that. So with all the names that Miami's been pulling in, do you know if they increased their uh, coaching budget to bring in all these names, or what what's going on to make it so different this year? I mean, well, I I, I can't say for certain, but but um, from what I've heard, um, money was not an issue in in Coral Gables. They 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 have made a they they went all in on their commitment to football, which has not happened there for a very long time. So um, that in itself should should you know send a, a ripple effect to the ACC because that's they're they're coming to 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 uh, to 
kind of topple Clemson, I think, is, 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 the, is the goal in Coral Gables. Yeah, they haven't been relevant in like 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. fun, funny funny you bring them up. I, I'm kind of curious with uh, Brent Venables leaving. I think they lost their offensive coordinator too. What was uh, Clemson doing as far as uh, – those are two, two big names to have, to have had to replace. Man, I'll tell you what, that was that was brutal losing both both those guys. Not only did they lose those two to those guys, but they also lost the best defensive line coach in the country too. Um he left and went to Oklahoma and followed Brent Venables. That was a big loss. Todd Bates. Um uh so Dabo's gonna try and retool that thing. We'll see what happens. He chose to 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 uh go next man up and 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 hire, you know, uh, the next man up on staff. We'll, we'll see. Typically, sometimes that doesn't go the best, but, you know, um, Dabo does his own thing in his own way. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for him this year. We'll find out if he's the next uh, Nick Saban or not, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I just think it's funny because you see on Twitter a lot, you see a lot of fans uh, marking the end of Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. And I, I think he's a great coach. And I think I think he'll figure it out. But. I've been wrong more than once on this podcast. So I mean, their talent gap is still pretty massive. They still have they still have a pretty big head start on everybody. So um, as long as it's not a complete abject, you know, failure there, they they should still be a nine ten win team every year. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. And I got to tell you, I miss that for Nebraska. You know, everyone talked about what a garbage year Clemson had, and they were what nine and four this year. Yeah, they were ten and three. <laughs> they went. I think they went. They went ten and three this year. Yeah. Was it okay? Yeah, I, I miss that for Nebraska. I miss when we had three losses and everybody was freaking out. Oh yeah, those, I, were, I remember, those were the good old days. Yeah, I remember '96 when we lost what two games and everybody oh. was like, it was the end of the world. You know, it was the yeah. end of the world just because we got shot at, shut out by Arizona State that year. Yeah, that was a Rose Bowl team. You know. <laughs> Yeah, Adam, so you're a Nebraska fan, obviously. You know, I can look uh, on your wall behind you right now with all the Nebraska stuff, but you're wearing a Florida hat. What's up? <laughs> well, uh, I think you lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> we we get swag sent to us from, from various athletic departments, so. <laughs> Are you able to talk about uh, some of the schools that you've uh, done work for like some of the names are you are you allowed to do that can you no uh we've signed some ndas that uh that, that pro- prohibit us from 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 going into detail about who exactly we're working for i can, I can tell you which conference or which divisions and which conference we're conferences we're, 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 we're working for um and we've made a decision as uh, as a company to to only represent one school per division and every uh uh and every uh uh, Power Five F- FBS conference and even 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 G Five. Reason being is we want to be able to bring an edge to our clients, and we don't feel like we we can do that if we're representing more than one team per 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 division. You know, you get to uh, work. Yeah. Everybody has the same information, then you're really just competing against yourself, and that's that's not there, there's no, there's no there's no future in that. So so um, we we do have uh, a client in the ACC Coastal. ACC Atlantic, the Big Ten West, the Big Ten East, uh, the Pac-12 North, um, the Conference USA, the Sun Belt. Um, what am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting. The SEC East and the SEC West. So, wow. so what are you going to do if the Big Ten goes to the pod system 
does that open up your clientele? Are you like secretly hoping that like, man, if they go to that pod <laughs> system, I can bring out a couple <laughs> more clients. Yeah. Well, we'll have to look at the contracts and see what the language says in there. But I think it would be one per pie. I don't know. That's that's a good question. We'll have to, we'll have to see. That I, I did. I, I, we, we we haven't thought about that. So, can you confirm on this podcast that uh, Matrix Analytical will never do any work for Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin? <laughs> I can't. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Adam. So, spring practice is here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the spring for Nebraska so far? So far, I mean, I, I like what I've heard. Um, well, I think one of the biggest conversations around Nebraska and, and spring camp is, as as always around this area, is is the offensive line and and how that's looking, how that's developing, um, as well as you know the new quarterbacks and and stuff. But me personally, I'm I'm I kind of gravitate towards the offensive line because I, I believe that's where success begins and ends. Right, is right there. So. Um, I've been really encouraged by by what I've heard out of out of camp so far about Donovan Royola and the way he's going about his unit and and, and coaching those guys. Um, I think there's a lot of optimism to be to be had there. Okay, good. Uh, flipping it back to your uh, college football preview magazine, as you're putting this together with all your n- numbers, do you have an early look on Nebraska right now? And what does that say? Yeah, I do. Um, right now, I have Nebraska sitting at tied for third in the West, finishing tied for third in the West, um, going seven and five, uh, five and four in conference, um, and and that uh, that is including. Let's see here, how many toss up games in that? One, two, three, four, five, six, five toss up games in that, and they go two and three in those toss ups. So if if they can get a couple of those toss ups to go correct. The, the ceiling for the, for them is 10 and two, which would make people's head explode. So yeah, let's, let's hope, let's hope the ball bounces our, I mean, we're due. I mean, uh, honestly, as, as a Nebraska wow. fan, we're due. I mean, after, after last year, I think we're due for the next 10 years. So, but, but what's the floor? The floor five. is five and seven. Floor is five and seven. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I believe that Nebraska has like gone under your floor like the last forty years, right? <laughs> well, last year they went, they hit right at the floor at three and nine. Okay, well, was that the floor? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they've hit the floor. Uh, they hit the floor last year. The year before that, they I nailed the the uh, the, the the exact predicted record five and seven. Or, no, it was three, it was three and five. Three and five. Year. Yeah, COVID year. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, um, so it, it's it's been fairly accurate on Nebraska. Um, last year, I mean, come on. I, I, last year, I had them at five and seven. Uh, they could have easily got five and seven. Well, I was going to yeah. say, uh, your, your toss-up game. They got uh, seven and five. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. problem is we lose every toss-up game. Uh, yeah, well, so. well, well, that, you know, new things, man. New, new, new graces every morning, right? Let's let, let's, let's hope for uh, let's hope for something different. Yeah, I'm, I'm overall I'm encouraged by the hires that were made. I mean, it's it's overall it was a huge success. You know, Tyler gives me shit about uh, Donovan Rayola, but that you know he is the biggest question mark. So yeah, 
So, so on the Maggie, I know you're getting it ready, and so probably, uh, hopefully, it put you on the spot a little bit. So, Nebraska, I don't know if you would call us the biggest surprise team, but who are you look tracking as the biggest surprise team in the Big Ten right now? Who, who's the guy, the team that just really underperformed last year that you think is going to kind of bounce yeah, back this year? It's got to be Northwestern, right? That's like every other year with them. <laughs> I was thinking well, Indiana. Well, no, it's got Indiana going five and seven. Um, Tom Allen, really, the looking- team. Really, for a new job. Yeah, really, really the there's I don't really see any major surprises. It's got Northwestern going four and eight. Northwestern, I don't think people understand how integral uh, Mike Hankowitz was in that to that staff, the defensive coordinator that left after last year or before last year. He was he was a wizard, and doing what he did with that talent at Northwestern, you can see exactly what happened. And and we talked about this last year, I think. Hank was leaving was a, was, was, was a huge hole in that staff. Um, Jim O'Neill, who's, 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 who's the, the defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator there has his hands full. Um, we'll see if they can get back and, and be and play Northwestern defense or not. But right now it's, it's got him going four and eight. Uh, I guess Purdue, I got, it has Purdue going eight and four. Really? Um, yeah. Um, it's not far off what they did last year, though, is it? Yeah, but they were a nine-win you know, team last year. But you know, yeah. they, they, they were the biggest surprise to me last year. I, I yeah. think uh, I think Jeff Brom took himself off the hot seat better than any other coach in the country. Yeah, I love Jeff Brom. He's an he's a, I don't know if they would have fired him even last year for any reason. They're insane. You know, he uh, Lambert, uh, the defensive coordinator that they had last year, left and went to Wake Forest, and that's going to be a hole of fill for him. If he can get that defense to be half of what it was last year, it you know it they'll they'll they'll, so, they'll be fine. Did did I don't know if you uh, it didn't mean to throw you off, but I put three in the air. Don't they have three defensive coordinators, or didn't they have three defensive coordinators? By title, but Brad Lambert was the one calling the defense okay. and, and and making the other guys were just that was just a bone they were thrown to keep them on staff. <laughs> so. what, what what what's the early say on Michigan State? They they were I I, I disagree. Michigan State was a surprise of the Big Ten last year. I mean, they, yeah. no one no one yes, thought Lawson right. was going right. to do it. You're so, absolutely right. Are, are they are they yeah are they are they re, are they is that a trajectory or is that a blip? I mean, they just gave the house to Loxley. Mm-hmm. I mean, or not Loxley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tucker. I, Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it has them going eight and four. So they come huh. back to the pack a little bit. But I mean, that, um, yeah, that's good. That's, Michigan State football. Yeah. That's, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, Indiana had a, a small window there for a little bit to get that done and, and, and kind of take that, that kind of fourth spot in the East. It, they, they didn't do it. You know, they, they lost Kalen DeBoer. They lost Kane Womack. They lost that entire, almost that entire coaching staff from Indiana from that year where they, where they won nine games and were so competitive is gone. It's a different staff. So um, I don't look for Indiana to, to do much this year. Uh, I, I actually has them going five and seven. So, so just, just because I'm impatient and I don't want to wait till the end of the month to hear the uh, big 10 standings, can you give what the Big Ten standings are for each division that you yeah, have it modeled out right now? Yeah, right now, like I said, these will change as the transfer portal turns and as the coaching carousel continues to turn because this is based on uh, the coaching staffs and 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 the uh, the roster talent is is tied in, in into those two. So 
right now where things stand as of today, uh, number one is Ohio State. Number, Ohio State, I, I can't tell you how Ohio State is the number one team in the country coming in the next year. Wow. Um, so in the East, it's it's Ohio State one, Michigan and Penn State both tie for two in the East at ten and two. Um, Michigan State comes in fourth in the East, then Indiana, then Maryland, then Rutgers. Um, in the West, um, Iowa has Iowa in the division in the West, uh, followed by closely by Wisconsin, and then Purdue and Nebraska tie for three, and then Minnesota five Northwestern at six and Illinois at seven. That Illinois seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I, that, that's the one I really have a problem with. I don't think, I think they have a really good staff at Illinois. I know their talent, that roster, the talent on that roster is still down. They're still trying to remake that roster. I believe but they've got a really good coaching staff at Illinois. I don't expect them to stay down very long. And if anybody is, is going to pull a Michigan state this year, they were, or they, you know, I think I had Michigan State projected to win four games last year. <laughs> um, it'll be Illinois. Illinois will, will, will be the one to, to to make me look dumb. So, so what is the ceiling and floor? Ceiling and floor for Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't have that right now. I don't have okay. the page pulled up or okay. made yet. So I just, I just know what their overall record in the conference and, and overall will be. Okay. I have to tell you, I completely hope you're wrong because I can't stand Brett Bielma. Yeah, I, I'm not. I just say I was a fan I want to see, of the man. I want to see that guy yeah. lose every chance he gets. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, the big, the biggest thing for me is Rutgers. I mean, you want to talk about? I mean, I know he's royalty up there, but man, if they if they finish last in the the West or East, I mean that that's not look good good for Shiano. Like, no, I mean I, 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 that seat might get a little bit. He, he's not going to get fired, but I mean, I look know. how tough the East really is, though. I get it. I mean, but I mean, they got to win. The, you can't be the, last. Maryland, Maryland is, is the one you look at over there and they're the one that has their talent versus their coaching staff ability is the most lopsided. Like they're, they're the team that has a lot of talent and is not coached very well. <laughs> um, Rutgers is the opposite. They're coached well, but their talent just isn't there yet. So L- Greg Shiano has it out of the park when it comes to recruiting. Oh yeah, he, he has. He's so much talent there in Maryland. Yeah, he's never had a problem doing that. His his, his problem has been putting it together on the field. That's always been Loxley's problem. Um, and yeah, I don't he, see that. Changing I still want to know how he got a job there when his head coaching career had a total of three wins to begin with. It's the Nick Saban. It blows me away that he ever got a job. I know, but it just blows me away he ever got a job. Yeah, I, me me too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, good. Uh, do you guys have any other questions for Adam while he's here? Oh man, a- Adam, I think you're you're the highlight of our podcast, man. I I, I thought about this. I appreciate that. That's awesome. On. I thought about this. Heading on. Come on. I think you have now officially passed uh, Brandon Kavanaugh as our most frequent guest. I know it hasn't been that many, but I think you've officially you're officially number one. So. Awesome. That's awesome. So, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that with pride. <laughs> and you're the only guest we've ever drank beer with in person. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That's well, right. I don't know. That's not true, but. Is it not true? I drank with Husker Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did have him on. Yeah. I said we. Well, we. Yeah. well, who cares about you two? Adam, <laughs> I'm going to send you my resume, by the way. I, I want to get in on your deal. So if you need a finance guy, just. 
He'll, he'll start out at minimum wage. Yeah, I, I'm cheap. Hey, you know what? All three of us can help you uh, no, build no, your no. FCS. All your no, FCS no. numbers. <laughs> Those two are no help. Dang. Derek, Derek, maybe Justin. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Never. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, before we part ways here, uh, throw out your uh, Twitter handle for uh, you and Dave and uh, Matrix Analytical. Yeah, my uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at, at s at s at cfb underscore professor. Um, you can follow Dave, my my partner at, at cfb matrix, and then our um, Matrix Analytical is at ath depth edges. It's a t h d e p t e d g e s. And it does seem that that your Twitter handle or that Twitter uh, handle there has been a lot more active lately. I mean, just with a lot of good information being tweeted out on, you know, all these coaching hires and and just great stuff. So, yeah, I, we, I really enjoy looking at that. Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Inside the tent, inside the tent.